as long as we keep coming back, and of course, it's the movie toasty show here for you. Dennis and Adam joke about orgasms and sweet movie reviews. We'll talk about TV too, right? I, I think so. Yeah. 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 What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 122? Yes, 122, folks. Um, my goodness. Yeah, that, that they, just, they just keep sailing past. I think that's why we get a little confused sometimes coming in here. We're looking back at notes I, and we're like, oh, shit. It's re- it I really is. Write, right. <laughs> I write the number twice, once to start the recording and once to email you with the recording information. Yeah. <laughs> and I still can't remember it. I'm like, what number was that? As long as we keep coming back. And of course, here we are, folks, here to deliver some more piping hot toast for you. I am excited. I, 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 I dipped back into the 80s this week. So I'm, I'm, I'm lo- looking forward to some uh, some 80s. Cl- classics? I don't know. Then we'll, we'll have to I see. Mean, you, you be the judge. You be the judge. And I'd like to I'd like to go out there, Dennis. I, I've started uh, doing more promotions on both our Twitter and Facebook pages uh, at movie underscore toast on Twitter and at movie toast news and reviews over on Facebook. And uh, I'm happy to say, Dennis, we are getting back our Irish following. So uh, I think that just lives oh, in, all in right. Facebook. So th- thank you, fine folks in Ireland. We, we really appreciate that. You're, there you go. You're 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 almost triumphing you're almost there were some days where you got more than america so i appreciate that and all the uh, other countries that we get one or two downloads i appreciate you guys too i just there's too many to name oh yeah we do have a it's it's, we got some random reach on this one uh, i love that i love that we far and wide we know no bounds no borders over here at movie toast it just helps if you know english (laughs) yeah a little bit and if you don't oh i feel bad i hope it sounds interesting all of this noise rattling off (laughs) (laughs) but i I was shocked by last week's episode we had three movies from sundance uh five pirates of the caribbean's movies and a documentary and uh you know the the downloads are going pretty steady right now so I, I don't oh, understand awesome. it, but uh, well, I like it. So we're going to try to do that again tonight. We got we got your 80s movies. We got three movies from uh, Sundance again. And, uh, of course, the Book of Boba Fett, or as I called it off mic, uh, Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> you, as we'll uh, discuss later, not that far off, really. <laughs> I don't but, think so. Um, I, I, I'm ready. I think I'm ready to jump into some polls, man. What you what you got to share with us? Polls. So here's some fun news. Uh, you remember back in the day, there was a movie called He-Man and the Masters of the Universe starring Dolph Lundgren and uh, fucking, I forget who, who played Skeletor, but I know Courtney Cox was our love interest. That, or yes. maybe you know, oh, I, I don't know. I, I'm familiar. <laughs> I've never been able to make it all the way through it, but I, I am aware of its existence. 
Well, for a while, uh, there's been talks that there's going to be a reboot or not really a reboot because uh, just just a new live action He-Man movie. And uh, there's been a lot of back and forth going on here and there. But like, who's going to be in it? Where's it going to come from? What's going on? Well, this week, we finally got confirmation that Netflix is going to be the studio to bring that to us, uh, starring this uh, young actor named Kyle Allen. If you don't know his name, I didn't either until I worked on a movie with him uh, directed by Kevin Bacon's wife. So uh, I guess he's in West Side Story, but apparently he's playing Mm. Prince Adam. And uh, I I wanted to know if our audience was uh, interested in watching this. So the answers uh, I have here, I gave the options of yes, no, and should have been Delph Lundrum again. Uh, (laughs) Oh, that's funny. That sounds interesting, though. I mean, like, uh, I feel like there's a little bit of a void of the kind of... uh, sword and sorcery fantasy titles mm. right now that I can't, to be honest, I can't really think of much of anything off the top of my head. Oh, I guess, I mean, the, the, with the Witcher oh, yeah. dropped, it's kind of the a Witcher. natural home for this kind of stuff. And so. Didn't you also uh, tell me about like a cool TV show about like a young Merlin or some shit that was over there? Oh yeah. 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 Uh, was that cursed? I liked, I, I dug oh, that man. one too. Yeah. That's not a cool. Yeah. So, it, was a, yeah. it was a cool show. Um, so yeah, huh. I guess Netflix right. is trying to get in that zone. Trying to trying to be the new HBO, I guess. Hey, I'm still holding out hope for the, the that final chapter of Conan. Let's bring Schwarzenegger up in the mix. Well, I mean, did you see that he put out a uh, random poster for something called Zeus, and people were like, "Is this a movie? Is this a Super Bowl commercial?" But it looks like a fucking what we all want out of old man Conan or uh, King Conan. Oh shit! No, like, I, I have to dig that one up. Yeah, his, shit. Okay. Yeah, he has like this giant gray beard, and he's like all zoosed out. It's pretty cool looking. Interesting. Anyways, <laughs> uh, so uh, so we have a fifty fifty split here. Zero uh, percent went to no. Fifty fifty for yes, and should have been <laughs> Dolph Lundgren again. Awesome. How great would that be if we if we have like Dolph Lundgren playing a superhero character? I mean, old Thunder Gun Express here is jumping into the game again. I, I'd like that. I uh, oh, that would be awesome. I would love to see. And then same thing. You just have an older, aged up. He's a he's a king now, maybe or like you know. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he was a prince like thirty years ago. Why not exactly. be a king these days? Does he does he grow up at all? <laughs> he gets He's a mode, yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's like a, a fucking dude, uh, Peter Pan character. <laughs> just never grows up, but but his body does, but he doesn't. So I guess that's nothing like Peter Pan. <laughs> it's nothing like. Uh, <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, oh, so we're about like two weeks away from the Uncharted movie, and I was intrigued to yeah, see if are. people thought, "Will this uh, be a good super superhero, a good video game movie, or is this going to be like a, a lot of other super?" So why do I keep going to a superhero movie? It's not more of a spy movie, yeah, but a uh, superhero anyways, in it. It's just... fucking Spider-Man <laughs> starring in it. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame you. Uh, so I wanted to know if people were intrigued by this with, uh, or what their takes going to be on it out of, it'll be great. It'll be mediocre. It'll suck. And who cares? Could be either way with the wall bug in there. You never know. <laughs> nah, I man, do. They should have got Donnie Wahlberger. <laughs> that would be no. The brother that actually runs Wahlburgers. They should have got here. The one that's the not an actor guy? at all. Yeah, the chef. Yeah. The cook. yeah. <laughs> oh man, 
I remember uh, me, me and a buddy of mine went to uh, to go to the movies uh, in the suburb of Boston and like we went to Wahlburgers next door and like my friend's like, oh, man, there's that guy, the, the Wahlburger guy. I'm like, who? And I'm like, oh, yeah, there's that guy who's not famous. I guess he's on reality <laughs> TV. But I will say they make some pretty good burgers there and uh, their shakes are pretty good. OK, that's smart. Fries. Nice, nice. A little overpriced, but I mean. What do you want? Oh. Finally, a legacy the family can be proud of. That's good. <laughs> I mean, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Come mm. on, man. Fucking so new much kids funk. on the block. They, they, they get a lot of music in this <laughs> family. But yet they... <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a lot of stuff in those in those tidy whities that we did not need to see. Mm. Um, I hope there's a lot of tidy whities and blue bloods. Never watched it, but I hope. <laughs> Donnie Walt. Oh, God. Last thing anyone <laughs> wants to see. Uh, oh, boy. So what, what do you what do you think about this one? What, what, what would your take be on? I, I, I've never played the game, but I've heard good things. I, I haven't played the game either. I'm kind of curious just the way it looks. It's one of those things mm. where I feel like just because of the kind of, from what I understand, the linear storytelling of the game and those really high octane action moments, we could easily accomplish those goals. But it's like the oh, mo- yeah. the the moments of the player interaction of like, this is how I'm choosing to like defeat, you know, get, get from point A to point mm-hmm. B how well are they going to reflect that in a movie? And I think that's also one of the areas where it's kind of gets tough to translate at times. You try to inject a lot more story into places where there really wasn't because you were playing a game, you know, uh-huh. and it's, I don't know. It could be interesting, but this one, from what I have heard, the story is really, really rich. And I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I, I could, I could take it or leave it. I, I'm not sure if I'm rushing to the theater to see it, but I'll definitely watch it at home when it's streaming. Uh, I did like the Fair little enough. crack in the, in the trailer to Mark Wahlberg that, Tom Holland fires off that I doubt is game dialogue. The something about you need to grow up and Hey, you're only like an inch taller than me. I would love to find out. That's just Tom Holland, like just firing a shot off it right to Mark Wahlberg's face on camera. So he can't fucking do a thing about it. And he has to finish the scene. Yeah, but off screen, he's like, come on, man. Wait, why are you doing that to me, man? I'm Mark Wahlberg. Hey, you little fucker. I, I don't know don't you ever say is. that shit again. Like, <laughs> you try to pull some shit like that again? You never act. Like, I get, I would love to fight. And there's this whole, okay, Mr. Wahlberg, I, 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 I sincerely apologize. I, he's really like, sorry. Jesus, I, 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 I've given shit to Robert Downey Jr. and the Avengers, <laughs> but you? Come on. Who the fuck are you? Benedict go, Cumberbatch go takes. Daddy's home. <laughs> yeah, my God. Just go say hi to Will Ferrell for me. Uh, so, so we got a uh, two, two, two ways zeros here with the and it'll be mediocre. And who cares? Thirty eight for it'll suck and a sixty two percent for it'll be great. Sorry, I totally Uh-oh. just killed our vibe right there. Oh I'm no, like, no, oh. no, it's good. I, it was funny. It's like that. It sounds like a lot of confidence. I'm not sure. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not. Gonna, yeah, I'm not I getting mean, my hopes hey, up. Like it's gonna be what it is. No, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. But uh, yeah, so up next, uh, you recently reviewed the uh, Marvel movie Eternals, and uh, they, they have some characters in there who will pay off to be bigger characters later on. Uh, so I want to see out of these guys who people are most excited to see in a future Marvel movie out of uh, Blade, who is a uh, Marcella Lee. Uh, you get a little voice action of him. You get uh, Arrows. Uh, that's the Harry Styles guy at the end. Uh, Kit Harrington is uh, Black Knight and Patton Oswalt as Pip. Uh, Mahershala Ali always kicks ass. I w- would love to see this version of Blade. I'm just going to throw the fucking that. Right. I like a lot of the other cast, like a lot of the other actors. Kit Harrington's amazing. Uh, Patton Oswalt, of course, he's hilarious, and I-, I love his voice acting. I could, I don't care about Harry Styles sure. either direction. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, it's, I could not give 
any shits, really. Like, I've not not that it's bad. I just like I yeah, that better yeah. not be yeah. the only thing you're banking on is me recognizing his star power because I have no feelings toward his talent. You know, it's just so give me that's, that's give me something here, give me something fucking good then if this is what we're pulling. So. I, I'm gonna yeah right up right off the top Mahershal Ali I I'm most excited for him out of those dudes yeah if I was bet it'd be uh, uh Blade and in Pip but uh yeah uh Pip got zero percent oh Blade came in third uh, in in third what? with a ten percent fucking arrows uh, Harry Styles came in thirteen percent people love that Jon Snow action with the Black Knight seventy seven percent kind of it's hard to go wrong with the snow he's uh. Right, it's a cool, dude. I even had that. I we had that on his background noise last night. It was just like you know, it's been a while. I, c- I could listen to that theme song that's... right now. Boom. <laughs> See, that's a good theme song. But I the the show itself, like if you put that on his background noise, you get everything. You get lulls, highs, lows. I guess that's a lull. You got music. You get action. You get adventure. You get sex. Oh yeah, you got it all. It gets, man. It gets difficult to to stay on like. I couldn't finish. I was having a hard time finishing the dishes. I kept finding myself turning back around, watching three scenes in a row. Oh shit! Oh, I got to get back to this. It's just mm. <laughs> that's not a show. Not a good idea to try to do that with that show, but I do it anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, fair enough. Oh man, I, I I I I wish I could put on the Fast and Furious franchise as like background noise, but <laughs> somehow I, I get I get engrossed. And then you watch the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, hey, I'm supposed to do this other stuff. Uh, I, I mentioned that because, uh, of course, we we were talking about like a while ago. Uh, Dwayne Johnson's like, I'm not coming back for your movies. I'll do Hobbs and Shaw, but I'm not. Fuck you, Vinny D. I don't <laughs> think so. And this, but you like family to my daughter. <laughs> They say, where's Uncle Dwayne Johnson? Un- Uncle the Dwayne, rock. where are you? That's my daughter's voice. <laughs> I don't even have a daughter, but I like to tell people I do. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, so this week they announced uh, since since they don't have him. And honestly, I'm not going to lie, man. Without Paul Walker, without Dwayne Johnson. Can we just stop? Yeah. We're missing something in the cast. Can we just stop it now? And they get... <laughs> They they get at least two more movies here, Dennis, but they decided to bring in a little more star power, a little bit more Game of Thrones power. They're bringing in Jason Momoa, man. Okay. I'm, I'm intrigued. Aquaman's on land now. All right. I, they, they didn't say if he's a bad guy or a good guy. I, I'm just intrigued. I'm not going to lie. It's Fast and Furious. Not, could go, he could literally be both at the same time for three oh, no. movies in a row. It's like... Well, well, I mean, that—that's the thing here, man. Like they always bring in like bad guys, and then they're good by the end. And uh, or the good guys are bad in the next movie, who then become good yeah. by the end of that one. There's there's <laughs> zero continuity that you need to worry about here. You just got to see some fun Family. stuff, some pretty cars. Oh boy, I drink some Coronas. <laughs> Oh man! Shall we get into a little trivia? I, I hope there's some some Fast and Furious trivia. Oh, I'm I'm ready to rock some fucking trivia, man. Let's do it. All right. So uh, once again, I never know where we're at with this. Uh, you want to go first? You or? are leading just barely ten to nine now. Um, mm. So where do you cast your 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 first uh, die? Horror sci-fi, please. Oh, horror sci-fi. All right. 
Who plays Ichabod Crane in Tim Burton's Sleepy Johnny Hollow? Depp. And that is the captain himself. Ding, ding to oh, Mr. Man. Adam over there. I loved that movie as a kid. Like, I, I rented it back in the day on pay-per-view. Back when, like, if you rent it, you get it for, like, 24 hours. Like, I watched that movie so many times. I tried rewatching it a few years ago, and I'm just like, oh, why did I like this so much? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> They'll uh, sneak up on you once in a while where you get you come across one of those again. And you're like, oh, maybe I can drop that one off the list of all-time favorites now. And it's just a movie that I kind of like. <laughs> yeah, and I used I used to sing its praise. I'm like, oh, fucking headless horseman, Johnny Depp, Ichabod Bob Crane. That's good shit. I know they're two different characters. People, <laughs> that's slack. Uh, what would you like? How, how do you want to start this game off? Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go to your neck of the woods. Why don't you hit me with that comedy animation action, please? All right, in the birdcage. What are Robin Williams and Nathan Lane pretending to be? This is, of course, the classic 90s film, The Birdcage. Uh-huh. Straight. Another movie I think I loved as a kid. <laughs> I'm going to give it to you. They're looking for a straight couple, but yeah, I'm going to give that to you. That's, that's a good okay. guess. That's, that's yeah, it's like, isn't that it's like I've It's been a long time since I watched it. I do remember the scene where like Nathan Lane he makes this big dramatic scene. <laughs> <laughs> what you want me to butch it up like it's it's this whole thing I, yeah okay it's like i knew that was somewhere in there all right all right yeah no not bad not bad sir um i'm gonna take i'm gonna take a drama musical please all right sir your first drama musical question an overweight abused illiterate teen enrolls in an alternative school in what oscar nominated film Come on, Dennis. You got to hit me harder than that. Precious. A novel by Sapphire. <laughs> also, if you want to hear a great song, listen to Garfunkel and Oates. Yes. Song uh, Precious. Uh, it, it's a great song. Running with Chicken. It's a running with chicken. But your Kentucky Fried <laughs> Dreams unfurl. Just say fuck it. Take the bucket and fly. Bucket and fly. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, classic. And I still haven't seen the movie, but really? boy, oh, boy, do, do oh, I hear my it. God. It's kind of funny and kind of sad. Uh, no, I, I, I don't agree on the funny part, but the sad part, 110 well, I mean, my, my brother's the one that's so funny on me with the mongoloid baby and stuff. He really knows how to sell oh, things. Oh, your brother has unique taste, though. I, mean, I do appreciate his unique views of the world. That is, you, you need a reminder no, I, of something I, I, else. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I do love Ga- uh, Gabrielle Citadel. She's she's fantastic. So I imagine oh, yes. she kills oh, it. Yeah. And who, who is it? Is is it Monique? That's her mom. Oh yeah, I think the, the I think Canadian so. Lady? But it's just she's just so fucking mean. Yes, you just evil. fucking hate her. Like she's such a piece of shit. Ugh. But it's so like it is so good. The performances, yeah, I mean, obviously, the, given the volume of awards the cast got for that film, but uh, mm. and and nominations. I gotta say, man, I gotta see if it's on any of the streaming services. If it is, I think I gotta check yeah, it out. I'm a not gonna pay jerker, for it, but you it's know, free. It's, it's, when you're in the mood for that sort of oh. thing, it's a good one. Like it is, it is very well done. Yeah, good. just say fuck it. I'm excited. I. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I haven't heard that song in forever. What a song! <laughs> oh. Ladies, I'm sure you're fans. I hope you, I hope you appreciated the reference. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, um, I'm trying to. Well, you know what? Drama musical. I th- I feel what? like I avoided it last time. 
I'm, I'm gonna. I need some drama right. musical in my I, life. Hey man, I think you're gonna get this one. In Citizen Kane, what is Rosebud? It is a sled. So the name that of the correct. sled is Childhood Sled. There we go. Mm-hmm. And isn't that like named after like something else too? There's, so there's like some um, some lady parts. There, there, yeah, I mean, if if that's your interpretation, I guess I'm not sure, quite sure, is the merit of that necessarily. But okay, I just heard rumors. Yeah, I've heard I've heard that too, but I don't know about that one. I don't know. I don't know. I believe the card, Dennis. I, I believe the card. Believe the, card. the card never lies. The card is truth. The card knows all. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Two to two, man. This is this is this is a nail Deuces. biter. Uh, I'll go with action adventure, please. That you will. Yes, I would. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, no, you're good. All right, your action adventure question, sir. What Ang Lee film sees a young Chinese warrior steal a sword from a famed swordsman? Ooh, you know, Ang Lee, when I, when I think of Ang Lee, I always want to say the Incredible Hulk, but I don't think fucking we got Bruce Banner doing that. Uh, I guess if I had a guess, I'm going to say, I feel like I'm going to butcher it. House of the Flying Dragon. No, what the fuck is it called? Um, God, you know, I'm just going to, wow. This is sad. This this was one of the. Oh, you're gonna. Say, you're gonna get angry movie. when you hear the title. You're like you were close. I, if anything, I think you're actually saying that you're trying to say the name of the sequel. That's. I, I think okay, that's see, really see, close that's, to the name of the sequel. Uh, uh, yep, that that got me there. Thank you for for the uh, the the help here, Dennis. Uh, I'm gonna go with Crouching Tiger hitting Dragon. There you dragon. go. That's that's it. And oh, by the man. way, I have I have to correct a minor correction in the previous reference. It is actually the Hulk that he directed. The Incredible Hulk was not directed by Ang Lee. That is oh, the that Edward was, Norton. Norton. Yes, Edward Norton started in that one, and uh, that would have been the beginning of Phase One Marvel Avengers team up and he was yeah yeah he was right there he's just you were too expensive eddie well eddie I mean, now, now we're in the multiverse here man anything I, can happen. I don't know I if mean, they're gonna pull him back out i think <laughs> yeah we'll get him we'll get we'll get the original roadie we'll get everyone man <laughs> uh uh what can i think uh eric uh, eric banna is gonna come back um oh dude the banna the banna man i mean he's gonna be in the, the banna man I'm making this up but yeah Boat. Oh boy! <laughs> hey man, we got all the Spideys, so who, who knows? Maybe, maybe people, maybe uh, fucking Terrence Howard would be like, "Oh man, I get to wear the suit finally!" And it's like, "No, no, you're not Rhodey. Get out of here." You're not Terrence Howard go. either, so you really need to go. This <laughs> is a homeless guy. My name's Terrence. Terrence Stamp. Terrence. Uh, I like to see him as Rhodey. <laughs> Uh, speaking oh. of uh, speaking speaking of Rhodey, I, I got Rhodey on the mind, man. I I just finished watching the Golden Palace, which is the spinoff oh. of the, the Golden oh, Girls. Really? Done? Yeah, man. This show is fantastic. I mean, it took a few episodes to to, to not have B. Arthur there, but when mm. they when they when they cover her, when they get Cheech Marin and Don Cheadle, oh man, <laughs> it's magic. Wonderful. Okay. Oh man, you got. You got, you got some great cameos in there. You got Steven Root popped up in one. You got hell? Jack Black in another. You got a lot of random okay, people. Okay, I might have man. to give that a shot. It was rec- my streaming services recommending it to me the other day. I'm like, what the hell? Did you just acquire this? Must- okay. 
Well, oh, yeah, yeah, about two weeks ago, and I've sat them all out. You're all, all you're all, all going out. They, 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 the hotel's yeah. closed. <laughs> Moved yeah, out of Florida. Say a float. <laughs> oh, uh, what can what can I give you? you? Know what? Oh, what would you like? How about a horror sci-fi? Working my way all the way down. Ah, oh, dude, you got this. John Krasinski directed his wife, Emily Blunt, in what 2018 film about a family struggling in a post-apocalyptic world? Wow, bang. A quiet place. A quiet place. <laughs> a quiet place. Uh, that is correct. <laughs> all right. Oh, boy. Keeping it all tied up. Three to three. I'm going to clear a card, hopefully, or I'm going to fuck this one up. Uh, comedy animation, please. All righty. I have to. Whoops, whoops, whoops. All right, here we go. Here we go. Your comedy animation. So was that a question from the past? Yes. Is that what yeah, I've, I'm, I've started marking them to make sure I don't repeat. So I've, I've found a lot That's of a dots. Smart move. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, maybe you can tell me what is John Cusack? Nope. That is correct. No. God damn. Um, what is John Cusack in Gross Point Blank? And you've got three options. Uh, he's a hitman. That you don't fucking he's a hitman need. Hitman at his high school reunion. He's a hitman at his high school reunion. That's like there's a song in there somewhere. That is correct. Then you got fucking the guy who plays the guy on their entourage. I forget his name right now. I can't think of fucking. And his sister. Fast talking Jeremy Piven. Oh yeah, yeah, Joan. Joan's in there. Some other people. Isn't she like his uh, handler know, I, or I, something? I, I, yeah, she, she's the one who's like, you gotta go do this job. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I, I guess we'll go do it. But then. I'm trying to go, Jeremy to Piven's like, ah! <laughs> And that's Chris White. Oh, man, antics. <laughs> Whew. Mike All right. C4 bomb. We both cleared. <laughs> we, we, we've cleared cards, didn't we? That's four uh, four, right? Four three. I'm, I'm about to get, three, I'm about four? to get my fourth. Run oh, oh, you did an action, action adventure. I'll, ta- I'll take okay, an action adventure, though, if you got it. All right. Maybe you'll watch this one soon, guys. And what movie does Steven Seagal play a cook on a battleship? I think Under Siege. I didn't even, it's like I haven't even seen it. And I, (laughs) I'm aware of that much. Under Siege. I haven't either. I I think you asked me in the past. I'm like, I haven't seen it either, but I know the name. I think that's like the only movie of his that I know. I don't know why. It's sad. Time Cop? Nope. Wolf Cop? Nope. Time, that's John Claude Van Damme. And I, I almost, it's funny because I almost Time said Bloodsport, and that also is Jean Claude oh. Van Damme. So, not not good with the uh, 80s action flicks. Uh, no. It's a good thing we'll be brushing up on that a little later. But before we get there, let's see if you can seal the deal with the last question, unless you flub this up. Um, mm. What do you got? You've you rattled down all the main categories. Dealer's choice, sir. Well, I'm going to go to what used to be my strong point, and clearly I've been floundering lately, but I'm going to go with comedy animation, please. All right. Oh, yeah. Now, because I looked back and I saw the I saw the up question that, that we... You surprised me. Oh, fuck. I did not know. Speaking of which, I saw a delightful Doug uh, in Puppy's uh, fucking large um, fucking... Uh, the fucking uh, the toys. The toys that the kids like with the big heads, the uh, Funkos. Oh, yeah. Pop, I, I saw that the other day, and I'm like, uh, fuck you, Doug. I don't know why I couldn't <laughs> think of you and your, your nemesis, your little friends. That's funny. It made me sad. Oh. I was crying in Target. Oh, God. People are looking at me, morbidly obese man crying in Target, looking at a Doug the Pug fucking Funko Pop. Hey, nobody needs they, that. They don't know life. your emotional attachment to the Doug universe. 
Dennis, I'm going to try to tie things up here with a comedy animation, please. Oof. All right, man. Let's see if you can do this one. Um, I'm not personally that familiar with this film, so I, I'm curious to see your answer. Me neither. <laughs> wouldn't it, that we'll wouldn't see. surprise me, actually. Um, <laughs> what actor drives Miss Daisy in Driving Miss Daisy? Come on, man. You gotta you gotta wake up early in the morning to fool me. You got you got the detective here. Yeah, the top notch detective from Saw. I guess you could also say from the Lethal Weapon franchise. I'm gonna go with Danny G. Danny Glover. Uh, I'm sorry. Fuck I'm you. sorry, sir. That is uh that is that is a, that is a <laughs> swing and a miss. Really? He's Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Son of a dick. Morgan Freeman. My whole life is now crumbled. <laughs> Looks like I gotta wake up earlier in the morning to know that. Before one. I was here in Shawshank, <laughs> I used to drive Miss Daisy. That bitch used to fart all the time. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I, don't, I haven't seen it. Obviously. Uh, um. Uh. We gotta. We gotta. We gotta get like a classic. We we gotta have like a season of classic. We should, you're right. Yeah. We gotta get some of that uh, back in the fold. Just. Just to. No more of these new bullshit movies. <laughs> Nobody needs them. We need movies that are supposedly good that I'm going to hate. Well, there's plenty of opportunity for that. And, uh, you know, let's... You, you ready to tell us? Yeah, this, yeah, this yeah. Up, I think, uh, why don't you hit me with another drama musical? I feel like I have odd luck there at times. All right. All right. I think you get this, because if you don't, it's very sad. <laughs> um, who played Dorothy. In the Golden Girls, now in the 1939 version of The Wizard of Oz, like there's any other version people give a fuck about? Come on, Judy people. Garland. Come on. You sure you don't want to say Danny Glover <laughs> because he might have been a good fit? Morgan Freeman was originally first Glover. cast, and then they realized, mm. oh shit, ring the bell. You're a man. <laughs> uh, double bells for you, sir. Congratulations. <laughs> you. This game is tied up. 10-10, look at that. All right. I like that. I like that we're we're all tied back up again, sir. Anybody's game in the next uh I don't next like week. It. Oh, oh we're, we're too bad. It'll uh well we can set the cutthroat business aside for now because I think it's time to get to some reviews, sir. I guess. Yeah, I think you're gonna take this one off first with a little 80s action, right? Oh, not just a little 80s action. I mean a badass volume of 80s action. I mean a whole beard full of 80s action. Any any guesses oh. where we might be going? Uh-huh. Uh, um Commando. Ooh, not far off. We're actually going missing in action from 1984. Vietnam, 1984. Chuck Norris is James Brad. Decorated war hero. Ex-prisoner of war. An American on a mission. One man who couldn't forget the Americans that were left behind. We categorically deny that there are any living MIA Vietnam. Wrong answer. James Braddock has returned. Uncover the truth and free the soldiers. We're going home. Missing in action. Damn right. James Braddock ah! declares war. The war isn't over until the last man comes home. 
America had no more heroes. Until now, Chuck Norris, missing in action. Uh, Robocop. <laughs> Actually said the name already. <laughs> Um, uh, a star is born. That's it. All right, let's. Lady Gaga goes into deep into the jungles of Vietnam to rescue Bradley Cooper from a POW camp. Oh, I'd fucking watch that movie movie. movie too. Um, that is not the case there. 1984 saw the release of Missing in Action, starring none other than Chuck Motherfucking Norris, playing Colonel James Braddock, who spent seven years in a uh, Vietnamese. POW camp and only recently escaped making his way back to America only to be called up by the president himself to ask him to go back and try to pull any of the boys we got left back over there uh, out, of, out of the pit they're in, get them back home and uh, get them back to the families that love and miss them. And it's this movie wastes no fucking time jumping into the action. I don't think normal dialogue is spoken for the first 10 minutes. There's a lot of cheesy hand gestures as his his buddies get shot shot the hell up, and he even goes through like this suicide maneuver of like pulling pins from grenades and just diving onto a bunch of bad guys. And he expl- we think he explodes, and then it turns out he's just having this waking nightmare, and he wakes up and it's sweaty, his shirt all unbuttoned, and his Chuck Norrisness just spilling out before you. Owner <laughs> <Bonner> alert. <laughs> It's uh, it's very reminiscent of like a Rambo. It, what's funny is this: it immediately kind of strikes me as like a low budget Rambo Commando. Although Commando comes later, um, which we're, we're definitely hitting these notes of these are ultra patriotism going on in the eighties in the United States, and this generation responding to these types of ideas. And then this was a very real thing at the time. There were a lot of uh, soldiers who went missing in action. Soldiers who were in. Uh, POW camps that never made it home that were reported as missing. Um, there was no very, very little cooperation as far as trying to get our soldiers back here after the resolution of the war. And this a lot of things commented on it, like these, like films like these. And it's that idea of being able to finally do something to be able to save them, doing whatever it takes to get to, to get your guys back. Um, and I, I don't know, I like the romanticized idea of this. This is it's it's what anyone wishes they could be that guy. At some point in their life, even if it's not anything that grand or that big, you want to be the person that makes the difference, that that does the good that just needs to be done. Um, and that's this is this is who Colonel Braddock is. He's uh, especially when he's, it's uh, they've painted him in a way throughout the film. He's a very good person to his core, um, especially given a lot of opportunities to do bad. And he chooses not to. And he doesn't always try to kill every bad guy in front of him. He actually goes for non-lethal ways of maneuvering for a while but um chuck norris does like a surprising amount of the stunts and stuff it's unmistakably him crawling on wires and climbing up uh guard towers and scaling uh multi-story buildings um anywho we get we get to we get him back to vietnam with this uh senator and i think i forget what her title is she, the, the lady that's with him, she's actually the one that's communicating him with him more. Um, he decides he wants to set out and try to explore the city a little bit uh, under cover of night and see if he can try to gather some information. Over the course of this night, the general that greeted him right off the bat gets killed. And 
this is when the whole mission kind of goes out the window and he's just kind of working on his own. It's nothing, <laughs> nothing about this movie is really remarkable. Like, it's just kind of like, all right, there's you there's shut cool your mouth. Fucking action sequences. I, I like the. I mean, I kind of, I like the locations. It was all, sh- all shot in location in the Philippines. Um, so it has that jungle feel when we're really out there. Although there's a lot of, there's a lot of shots that I can see the fake plant. Like I can tell we are on a stage or we've built this whole set and it's very like very manufactured. And I, I just, I don't know if it's just me recognizing it cause that's what I do for a living or if it's, it's just shows that much, but, um, there's a few, there's a few rough edges that kind of took me out a little bit. Um, but I like this character, and I wanted to stick with it because uh, he's he's a badass. He's um, at one point, uh, like I said, his char- the the character of Colonel Braddock is is really good, or he is a good person. A um, couple examples: there's hookers get thrown at him at one point as he's walking through the streets of Thailand, and he's all about business. He doesn't have time for the ladies, and he's not gonna. He's, he's, he's not going to be messing around with these ladies of the night while he's on a mission trying to save these Americans that needs help. And then in another... He's going to go and do some Bowflex. That's right. He's going to sell you a fucking Bowflex. Um, and then there's another scene where as they're arriving, there's this big hoopla is, all, is being done at, in this courthouse where they are trying to merely ask if they can f- retrieve any soldiers that are still left behind, which they categorically deny. And then they bring in, they parade these like eight farmers uh, into the room. And these are, and they're telling him, oh, these are all witnesses to Colonel Braddock's uh, uh, crimes against humanity. He he committed all these war crimes. This is why we need to, we should actually imprison him. And uh, all of, all of eight of these men have uh, spotted him doing shitty things. And, And he just gets up, he walks right up to them and looks right in their eyes and, Almost none of them can actually look him in the face, except for the last the last man just looks up and in Vietnamese says to him, I'm sorry. And uh, Braddock says back to him, I understand in in Vietnamese as well and tells him it's it's all right. I get what's happening. He understands what's happening. They were put up to it. They were all they I mean, they look like they're starving. These people do not look like they're in any position to bargain. And they were all told you're going to come and do this. And it it illustrates this point of like. He doesn't have any racism or ill will held towards the gen- the population of this country. It's just the people that tortured him. It's just the soldiers he was fighting against. And that's exactly who he has his sights on the whole time. Now, having said all of that, it is a pretty cheesy movie. There's a lot of, a lot of hip-firing machine guns, but, you know, what else do you expect from a riverboat scooting, bandana-wearing badass i don't know it was just kind of like a very middle of the road action movie to me uh, a lot of the mid 80s kind of action schlock that you get a lot of but better than a lot of others so i'm giving missing an action two and a half slices of toast uh, i actually watched this for free over on pluto tv there's there are a few commercials sprinkled throughout but nothing nothing too crazy but uh yeah if if you haven't got to it and you like that kind of tone of 80s action movies this by far is not the best one, but it's not bad if you haven't seen it and want to throw something else in the mix. 
That's that's legit. I mean, that, that, that's kind of cool that he's a guy with morals and not just going to fuck everything and kill everyone. Uh, you know, what, whatever happened to Chuck Norris jokes? I feel like those have gone by oh, the wayside. Yeah, that was that was a fun moment, wasn't it? It was it was good for for a little bit. <laughs> I felt like that was like 20 years. Like people were still doing it. I'm like, really? Come on, man. But uh, can you believe this guy's like 81 now? Like and God damn it. I bet he still looks. Oh, as I'm badass. sure he's still all jacked up. And that's. Oh, and it's yeah. like that was that was one of the crazy things about the movie. It's like you're seeing him do some just like badass fights, like hand to hand combat shit, and um, obviously it's all choreographed and stuff. But the man was still a very highly trained martial artist, and he sells it. You know, it it shows in in the movie. He looks like a badass. They should have got him for Taken. Like, I mean, he he would be a pretty good Taken Ooh. guy. Like, sorry, Liam. Oh, that's, that's that's what's funny though. Would he have still been a little too old? You know, like. That might have been tech, kind of rough for him. Well, no, that's the thing. He would, but I could still, I could pick. I mean, he was doing the Expendables movies. Oh, uh, shit. Like that's true. That's true. So. He, came, he came back out for that. Yeah. Good point. I always think of a Chuck Norris from uh, from Dodgeball. That's, that's my Chuck Norris. <laughs> Fuck you, Chuck Norris. Fucking, uh, <laughs> yeah. With his fucking chicken <laughs> oh. pill. Oh, man. Yeah, I got something that's nothing like that flick. Uh, I got another. uh, My next three are going to be Sundance movies. I don't know when they're coming out or whatnot. But the first one I I saw was Emily in Paris. Uh, Emily in Paris. No, that's Netflix. Sorry. Uh, This is uh, Emily the Criminal. It's an absolute honor to get into Sundance. There's no other way of saying it. If you're finishing a film and you're saying, oh, we don't care about Sundance. Of course, everyone does. It's like the gold standard just feels really special and you've become part of this Sundance family. When you get in, you are really excited because it matters. The aesthetic of the whole film was kind of set by working in Premiere and the whole Creative Cloud suite. We had just over 6,000 archival assets. We did all kinds of animations. We were able to flip between Photoshop and After Effects. It was such a powerful tool for us flexibility that it was able to offer us and the creativity. It was amazing. I feel most comfortable in Premiere. It's less bureaucratic than other softwares. Anything we can think of is literally like a few clicks away. We decided to use Premiere Pro because that's what I've always used. (laughs) I feel like sometimes Premiere is my right arm. You know, now we are one. When the pandemic hit, we barely felt the interruption when we went home. I actually was editing alone in my apartment the entire time. Everything was done remotely. The productions feature is a huge step forward for remote collaboration. Regardless of where you are in the world, you don't need everybody in the same place. I had an assistant working remotely as well. We were able to share projects, media, and it was seamless, thanks to the whole Creative Cloud suite. I love editing. It has really expanded my perspective on the world. If you can inspire people to act or think differently, what better way is there to make a living? Uh, it's there's Aubrey Plaza as uh, this woman named Emily. She was a uh, she has a record. She was in jail for a bit, uh, so she. Uh, just never finished school and she just w- has trying to been working and we, we meet her all she can really do right now is uh, be a delivery person for like a catering company that's kind of like uh, fucking your uh, fucking 
DoorDash or whatever people use. And like she wants to get a regular job and she's applying to places, but people don't want to hire her because of her criminal record. And uh, then one day, one of her coworkers is like, hey, you want to make 2000 bucks in like an hour? Call this number. Mm. And uh, so she calls the number. They tell her show up this place in like Encino or something. And it's uh, Theo Rossi. Uh, he's like running this like scam involving like stolen credit cards, having people go to like a, a store and buying TVs and big ticket items. And uh, then he's going to sell them on the black market. So she does that. She 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 feels a little bit of a rush. And like, he's like, hey, you want to make more money? Come back tomorrow. And like, so she goes back. He, she has like fucking fake uh, bank checks and whatnot. And like, they have her buy a car oh, and like that shit. almost goes south. But she's like, oh, man, she's like she's loving it. And like, she's like, I want to do more of this. And like, she's like, can you teach me how to do what you're doing? I want to make money. And like Theo Rossi kind of has like a little crush on her. So he gives her like a, a machine to make Uh-oh. fake credit cards, sets her up with a database to get this. And they kind of start a little relationship and like things go south. Like people like follow her home and like try robbing her. And like she's like, fuck this. And like she gets revenge on those people and stuff. And it's just like a really dark movie because like it turns out she, since she uh, it's the one thing Theo Rossi tells her not to do is like go to the same store. Uh, more than once a week with the card and she ends up going to like uh, Best Buy and like the Glendale Galleria or something like that or Pasadena uh, twice in a week and she's like caught on camera doing this and like people are after her and like mm. Theo Rossi's cousin like him and him and his cousin run this operation and the cousin's pissed about it and sees oh shit you're working with her now so he cuts Theo Rossi out oh. of it altogether fucking changes locations like steals the money because uh, Theo Rossi was saving money to buy uh, a house for his mother and like he was so close to having it and his cousin fucks him over so then it's about emily and uh and theo rossi his name's uh yousef it's about them getting revenge on the cousin and it's dark it's gritty Damn. it's kind of a fun time and like it's 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 not aubrey plaza being her sarcastic uh mellow melodrama uh, her sar- sarcastic like comedic like undertones like it's this is a straight up like a woman who means business and like she kind of like gets really like gangster. Damn. Like it's, it's right, pretty good. Man. It's a good my film. Interest. I'm yeah. very intrigued by that. Uh, so Emily, the criminal, I'm going to give, mm, let's give it a two and a half slices of toast. Okay. okay. Nice. Yeah. Up next, uh, I, I have a movie named named i have a movie titled alice uh this stars kiki palmer as a woman named alice uh and it picks up uh we are like back in the old uh, south in the slave days and uh, she's on a plantation and she's kind of she's like a crown jewel of uh, the plantation owner but like her husband's being mistreated and she sees people around her being mistreated and she hates it. And she's like telling her husband, she's like, we got to get out of here. And like the slave uh, owner like finds out about it and like pretty much just torments her husband in front of her. And like, then one day she ends up like, fighting this uh, plantation owner and like running through the woods and it's like, Oh shit. Like, and it's beautiful. Like I I hate to say beautiful, but like there's like these like great big trees that are overgrown, like with moss and like the plantations, huge and beautiful looking. And it really, it sets you back in the, in this time period. And then she's running, running, running through the woods. Like, cause she doesn't want to give up because she doesn't want to get captured. Uh, And then she hits an interstate 
and we find out that it's really uh, the the modern day. Like this is, we find out that she is living in the seventies, oh, and she, she she has no clue what the fuck's going on around her. She's like, what the? And like, she's all covered in blood and stuff. And like, so like common uh, commons a, a character in this, and like he's driving a truck and he stops like because he almost hits her, and like she can't believe what the fuck's going around. She's never seen any of this. She faints. So he picks her up and like, he's asking her questions. She's just looking around, freaking out, wondering what the fuck is going on. Where, where is she? What, 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 like she's just bemused by everything. And he's asking her questions being like, what happened to you? Like, who are you? Where, where, where'd you come from? And like, she doesn't have any answers really. She's like, I'm Alice. And like, she's kind of lost. And he's like, all right, I'm going to bring you to the hospital. There's some people there that can help you. So he drops her off and like, the the people at the like he's ready to leave and the people at the hospital are asking her questions she doesn't have answers uh she, and like they're like all right you know we'll we'll take care of you and they have her wait they're like we're gonna send you to a special place and like then we see like uh they're gonna take her like uh to, I, I want to say the loony bin that that's wrong but they're they're gonna take like her a, to a uh yeah. a psychiatric w- place for her. and common sees this and he's like ah oh, fuck I can't leave this lady here so he kind of goes in and takes her brings her home and like. she he doesn't know what's going on but he's being so sweet and kind to her and like trying to like help her out and uh he leaves her at home while while he's at work like she she's amazed by like fucking bologna sandwiches that that's the most tasty thing she's ever fucking had and like tv's crazy and everything and like but she she like she starts trying to like figure everything out like she's going through uh, like the guy has a bunch of books and encyclopedias and stuff. And then she realizes the word slave and realizes, Oh shit, I was a slave. And like, then she realizes when slavery was uh, abolished and she's like, Oh fuck, this is, this is weird. And then she finally tells him, Hey, I was a slave. I was captured on this like plantation and stuff. And like, he's like, do you know what you're saying? She's like, I know exactly what I'm saying. He's like, I, I don't know. And she's like, Oh Yeah. And then it becomes a revenge movie. She's like, I got to go back. I got to, I got to free my family and my friends. And he's like, he's like, I, I don't know if you should do it, but like it becomes, it goes from like a slave movie to kind of like a black exploitation movie in like the course of an hour. And like, it gets kind of like intense and kind of fun. Uh, and the, and the acting's pretty good and the writing's top notch and it's fun. Uh, I'm going to give Alice, uh, I'm going to give it three slices of toast. I would, I would say four, but I feel like she could have reacted a little more, like intensely to everything happening like she was reacting but she was kind of cool with some things i'm like come on you, you want to be used to this or that so mm. quickly but uh, a good movie interesting okay. uh twist I was say, like the the, the the setup for the plot sounds really awesome but then there's always that question of like sometimes those characters out of their time movies can get weird when like and you just said it they kind of like adapt too quick it's like you almost have to keep remind like the person writing the character has to keep reminding themselves Oh, yeah. They're not actually supposed to be from, you know, they shouldn't be relating to everything, you know. So I was curious about that when as you start mm-hmm. going down. But so it does that a little bit, but not not too much, it seems. Yeah, like, like she does in the beginning. And then like she she's just used to things like there's a scene where the, the first day she's on her own while he uh, common goes to work. She uh, is going through like the yellow pages because like, oh, you can find anyone and everyone in this thing. And she knows the slave uh, owner uh, had an ex-wife. So she's going through the phone book looking for this person, calling all these people. She's using she, a rotary she dial phone. phone. Yeah. Like she know, I, okay. I, I, 
I'm, I'm an adult and I don't even know how to use a rotary dial phone properly. And like, she's like, I got this and common didn't show her. And like, she's just doing this and that. And it's like, right, you gotta yeah. use the throttle a little a bit here. You can't just be gung ho. At least show common yeah. teaching yeah. her how to do this. But, oh man, there, there, there's a phenomenal scene where she meets the, uh, the slave owner's ex-wife and she thinks she's just, she's like, Oh wow. How'd you get out of it? She thinks she's going there to like catch up. And she's like, no, no, I just want you to know I'm going to get your husband. I'm going to kill him. And I would kill you, but your son needs someone in his life. And it's like, Oh Damn. fuck. She means All business. Right. Go kick ass. Kiki. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting out uh, the, the production design and the wardrobe, Perfect, because you're 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 it's, yeah. it's double period piece because you're oh, getting true, everything yeah. in that first period and then you're getting things in the seventies. So oh, I, awesome. I think that was phenomenally pulled off. Ooh, I'm always a sucker uh, for that kind yeah, of stuff. Definitely worth checking yeah. out if you like that style. This is kind of what I wanted out of that Blumhouse oh, movie I reviewed a while yes, back called yes, yes, Annabelle. Yes. It's funny, it's like you it kind of reminded me little bits of that too, but this sounds a little more intriguing to be honest. I think so. Like I, I definitely think this has a little more going on for it than that, but I don't know. All right, so I have one final movie here called you're, you're Am I Okay? What's the movie? Uh, What's the, the movie called? Oh, uh, well, okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah, uh, you're am I, I okay? said you're fine. What's the movie called? Uh, yeah, no, Dan, Dan, this, the, the oh, movie's called Am I Okay? Okay, I got you. I got you. Oh, I'm here. You piece I'm of here. garbage. I got you now. Okay. <laughs> Whew. <laughs> uh, th- this is a directorial debut by uh, the comedian oh, uh, Tignataro and her awesome. wife uh, Stephanie uh, Al- Alleman. Uh, and it's interesting because uh, I literally just saw Tig a couple of weeks ago, like two weeks ago, in uh, oh. Prominence. And then I'm like, oh, she's she moving something. Cool. So I got to check that out. Uh, it stars uh, Dakota Johnson as this uh, woman named Lucy and uh, this woman. Uh, Sonia Mizuno. I've never seen her before, but she plays her best friend, a uh, lady named Jane. Uh, and like th- these, these two have been friends forever. Uh, fucking uh, Dakota Johnson moved to uh, Los Angeles. And since she's moved there, th- this, this girl, Jane has been her best friend ever since. And uh turns out, Jane is is getting a promotion and she's going to be moving to England and uh, Lucy's kind of like unhappy with that because she's like oh, I'm losing my best friend and like they go out to drink one night and uh, she drinks a little bit too much and uh, she ends up telling her her best friend uh, Lucy Dakota Johnson tells her friend that she is actually interested in ladies and like she she thinks she might be a lesbian she's never done anything with ladies but okay. she's very interested in them and like Jane's like, you know, I'm going to I'm going to help you find a find someone before I leave. That, that's my goal. And uh, and then it's like Jane's going a little bit too much with it. And Lucy, it becomes like these two friends kind of split up before uh, before a big departure in their life. And then it comes to terms with uh, with uh, Lucy having to actually step up and like be embrace herself and like actually go for it and try to try to meet ladies and try to have a relationship and hopefully mend it with their friend by the end. Uh, I don't want to say too much. I don't want to spoil it, but uh, it was a really tastefully uh, done movie. And uh, I'm kind of shocked that this was actually their, their first directorial feature. Uh, But it it was a really solid movie. Like it had perfect tones of the comedy, perfect uh, amount of drama, uh, and and it was, it was it was pretty believable. Like it was it was pretty good. Um, so I'm gonna give Am I Okay three oh, slices of the toast awesome. as well. Oh, nice, good job, Tig. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait to see what no she kidding. does next, her and her wife. 
And especially when yeah. it's like, it, it's um, awesome when you see someone like their first, their first movie at they direct with, and it just, they just knock it out of the park. And it's like, well, fuck yeah. Keep cranking them out. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I know she had like her own like TV series that she wrote based on her life and stuff. And it's like, oh, wow. Okay. So she, she writes and it's like, oh shit, she's, she's making movies now. It's like, that's pretty cool. And like, I feel like comedians make good directors a lot of the time. I love Chris Rock movies. Uh, I wish I could say I liked uh, Louis CK movies, but I feel like I only know fucking, uh, what the fuck is that big one? Uh, I don't, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, <laughs> fuck it. Never mind. Come on. I uh Pootie Tang, yeah, that's the movie. I love that, but uh, he's kind of in 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 in, in director jail now. So yep. sorry, buddy. Yep. Well, yep. that's it. I don't feel nice. We got him. we got some solid uh, solid flicks for you folks this week. If there's any of those you were curious about checking out, or now that we might have pushed you in in towards that, I hope you hit us up and let us know over on all of our socials and such. But before we get too carried away with that. You know we gotta dip dip a toe into the book a little bit here at the end before we check on out of here. Mm. What you think, Adam? I think we should go over to the Let's book of Boba Fett. Yeah, I'm with you. I am not a bounty hunter. I've heard otherwise. I know that you sit on the throne of your former employer. Jabba ruled with fear. I intend to rule with respect. All right, episode five, folks. Now this one just tears right into a uh, uh, not Boba Fett. <laughs> well, a whole lot of not Boba in this episode <laughs> oh, of Boba. Oh man. Um, I gotta say, Dennis, uh, I I was stunned. Like, I go to the Book of Boba Fett, I'm like, all right, it's Wednesday. Time to go watch my Star Wars show. And then I'm like, I don't give a fuck. But then, like, I just hear, like, uh, the fucking yeah. Mandalorian music <laughs> kick in, and I see him, and I'm like, oh, oh, you got my attention now. And then see action with him going to do his bounty, him fucking people up. I'm like, I'm on board, man. This is what I've yep. been missing. Yep. Ugh. That was, and what's funny is, like, I think it, uh, as we were trying to describe last week's episode, I think this perfectly highlights, yes, these are two very different shows. And it shows that when we try to flip back to the Mandalorian format, they even bring Bryce Dallas Howard back to direct this episode mm. because it, she yes, maintains the fucking tone and everything. Like, she is so goddamn good at directing that show. I hope they give her a lot more next season. I loved her first episode. Oh, yeah. But I think this episode trumps that episode, man. <sighs> she she might be my favorite director in 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 this 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 uh, I know, TV uh, world. I, 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 I agree with you on the directing prowess, um, but the introduction of Bo Katan Kreese was pretty fucking awesome. I really like that character. Oh, I, I, I mm, yeah, to say it's tough for to from for me to choose but, what's better. But, but my all. question is. If, if, if they well, I guess I was gonna say, uh, is that because they're bringing in a character that you've been waiting to see in live action? But I the the flip side could be, do I like this because I'm bringing back a character that I've exactly. seen for two seasons and I know and I love? So it's yeah. like I guess it, it it is, right I think away. it's both. It's both of those things uh, influencing, and I think that's what most yeah. of the audience reaction to. I I'm still I'm still just 
I don't get why people are being so fucking harsh on on Boba Fett. Like, it's yeah, it's not the greatest, but it's well, I, I figured yeah. it out this episode, Dennis. I, I'll tell you what my issue is. I couldn't figure it out and put in words last week or the previous three or four weeks. But this week I realized we're missing what we have with, with the Mandalorian. We have action. We have adventure. We have comedy. We have fucking drama. And we just don't have all that in this show. But, I mean, that's fine. It's a different type of show. Ooh, I like that. That's the tone saying, yeah, you're no. right, bitch. Uh, sorry, I don't know. I feel I feel like that's what that's what I'm missing. I'm, I feel like they did so much with the, their 50 minute episode here. Like we went on a full yeah. story arc in this episode. We 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 saw so much being done that we don't get. I feel like there's a lot of. I and I think this also goes with the fact that we had to blend the story of Boba Fett getting out of the Sarlacc pit and then him rising up to power again. I feel like I don't know. I feel like you couldn't get all yeah, this and with it's, that I, story. I, um... Boba Fett's character has been doing something for four episodes he's never done before. He's never led a criminal organization. He doesn't yeah. know how to lead a large group of people, actually. He's, he, in general, either works in a small team or works by himself. And the fact that he's trying to then, like, run this territory, like, it's, he's just figuring it out as, as he goes. It'd be different if he could just shoot this problem, but True. This, this is obviously not the case. And it's it's the fact that we're watching this guy trying to not repeat the same choices he's always made. He's trying not turn over a new leaf, but become a little bit of a new person. Whereas Din Djarin, we're meeting him for the first, we met him for the first time two seasons ago in Mandalorian. And we know who this guy is. We like seeing, seeing him yeah. venture out into what, you know, whatever his quest takes him. I, I think that's one of the things. And then fucking uh, Pedro Pascal's just awesome. I mean, the way, the air mm-hmm. are about him when he's in the frame, like just the tone, his tone of voice is fucking wonderful. I loved it. just he yeah. he just knocks it out of the park. Um, and we get to savor a lot of that in this episode. Uh, between I loved like the his body language when he's trying to wield the dark saber, and it's so clear that it's just it's so unruly mm-hmm. and it's just it's so powerful and just wants to. Like almost jump out of his hands because it just wants to fight and taste blood. Like, I he he needs to learn how to use this fucking thing. He he too just like Boba are are learning their new worlds, I guess. But yeah, sorry. How how uh, did did we see how he got it? Because last we saw, didn't we see uh, Juan Carlos Esposito uh, cutting himself out of his Tie Fighter or whatever with the dark saber? So do you think that this might be what last what next season might be him getting the dark saber? I, he was, I don't know. Or did 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 uh, did, uh get the dark saber before, in the last before, season? Uh, um, before the moth could try to kill himself, um, and Luke stopped him. I believe they dis. I believe they disarmed him. Oh, then. Okay, that makes sense. That's true. Yep. Because then he had to fight what's her face. And he's like, I don't want to kill you. And she's like, you got to do it. Okay, that the, makes uh, sense. I forgot about that. Yeah, and the, uh, um, that's how he, he then retains the spear, which saved his life at one point. And then, um, of course, mm-hmm. the, the Darksaber, which, again, I still feel like should have gone to Bo-Katan, but we're not, we don't know the state of Mandalore. Yeah. You know, like, we don't know what, and the last time True. she came into contact with it was the event that they spoke of. And I love that, 
for you folks who were a little confused by the speech the armor is giving, these are all things very intensely covered in both the Clone Wars and the Rebel series because the Mandalorians are very, like, matter a lot in both of those series. Um, but it, it is confirming more or less that the sect that uh, Din was raised in, these are not obviously, as they say, your, your average Mandalorians, but these might be the descendants of the Death Watch. The, this crazy Mandalorian gang that at one point um, Darth Maul is associated with them. And he's not Darth yet. He's actually Maul because he gave up. He, he gives up his Maul. Sith title because he's fucking not one of them anymore. Um, very similar <laughs> to uh, Ahsoka Tano's journey. But um, that's, that sells, that's all over the place. I'm, 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 I'm getting everywhere now. Uh, but I love that we kind of get these little bits and pieces. For those of you who know the series, you picked up on a lot of these little nudges in these directions. And, but not everything was a callback to series. There was a little callback to Star Wars Episode One that was actually a pretty badass one. Yes, yeah. that blew my mind. Now, was it? Yeah. Fucking, can we can we do? All right. So so let, let, let's talk to get to that point. Sorry. So we start the episode. He's he's on a bounty. He gets the guy. Fucks up a bunch of other people. One guy's like, fuck it, I don't want to fight you. And then he, he all he wants to do when he drops off the head of this 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 bounty is find out where a certain place is. Then he goes and meets the armor, has her make like a little fucking spear for Grogu, which is amazing. Uh, and then he has yeah. oh, armor, sorry. And then 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 uh then he has the epic battle with the other Mandalorian. Then he's kicked out of being a Mandalorian because he's taking off his mask and he's honest about that. So he's like, fuck it, I'm gonna oh, go no, see. No, there's one more one more step. No, one more very, very important thing oh, wait, in that. Wait. He asked how he can be forgiven. The armor tells him you need to go under the waters of Mandal beneath the waters of Mandalore. There's what is it, a cave or something that he he needs to go go to this place. And it's like, well, Mandalore has been destroyed. She's like, figure it out, bitch. (laughs) And then he decides he needs a ship and goes to see our old friend. Oh, yes. Oh, man. They, fucking because the razor yeah. crest is destroyed and he, he his old his old uh, mechanic fucking amy sedaris who i mean she is killing it I, <laughs> she's when she's funny. on screen i'm like oh, I, yeah God, i love she's her the, the best show. i like it seems like uh, she's just having fun embracing uh, what her but character she, is you know yeah exactly and like she she told him i found a replacement and like he's like you got a new razor, razor crest, crest. she's like no yeah. i got even one better <laughs> Fucking no, and fighter, Starfighter. Man. Oh, yeah, man. I, I used to have one of those. Now was it just oh, me? Man. Or in the coverage of them firing up the engines for the for the fighter, did it not look like? Uh, did it not remind you of the scene of Qui Gon and Anakin firing up his pod racer? And it, it's that profile shot of the of the oh, engines yeah. like starting to kick, like starting to fire, and like the the afterburners mm-hmm. starting to flicker on. It was like it was the same shot, and I started to want like. And then we see, um, I'm curious, if you eagle-eyed viewers, and I'm sure if someone might have tried to uh, pick this apart already, you see Insignia next to the cockpit. Is this the same one Anakin fucking flew? Oh, ooh, that might be the one that he was remember what planet, before he joined the uh, remember right Remember what planet team they're on? This is Tatooine. Uh, a a, a post-Darth Vader Anakin might have had some, or, you know, but maybe pre-Vader Anakin, he might have had some feelings of, like, I want to hold on to this thing, or, you know, would not shock me if he had some sentiment and it's been sitting in some cave somewhere, or he probably sold it to someone there a long time ago, and it's just 
been chilling ever since because no one wanted to bother fixing that thing. Mm hmm. And and like so we pretty much get a montage of them like getting parts, fixing it up and then him taking on test drive. And when he's on that test drive, yeah, the dude, sheriff. Like, and when he runs into those fucking Imperials. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh no, I love that. That's fantastic. Well, they, I loved it when we get, we get back to the sheriff. It's like, hey, do I know you? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> that voice is very familiar. I got a few I know questions. What you're talking about. <laughs> that was a good interaction. <laughs> Like he's cool, he's answering questions, he's sly, and then like once the one question comes up, he fucking just whips out of that bitch. Uh, and then 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 it goes back, and like uh, Amy's like, "Hey, someone says they know you, they're looking for you." And then we get a little fucking uh, Fennec Shan, that, in the there, fucking badass assassin. I yeah, now that was a, that was a fun ride. I like that we've kind of closed the loop on he's not kind of locked down to any one place anymore. Now that uh, he's 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 up for adventuring again, you know we've established the motivation. He's not just going to to want to go see Grogu again. He he needs to redeem himself so he can be included back into the True. tribe again, as well as find his own tribe, uh, piece together those he does care about personally. Mm-hmm. And and I, I gotta say I I'm just blown away like as like I'm gonna go check yeah. on the little guy I gotta make sure he's being treated all right I'm like oh man yeah. that's sweet he's got, he's I, got I the little the, he's like I would take take the uh, was it take the droid components <laughs> out and make that a make that another storage vessel like, you know like he's already planning it nope this is gonna yeah. be his seat you know it's like I love that he, without saying much <laughs> he, he's shown just how much he cares um. And it's yeah, it, oh man, I'm excited. It's making me more and more uh, excited to watch the next season of that. But even more so, seeing him come back. Oh yes. Boba Fett, you know something big's brewing. And you even said that. You even said that last week. You think you like. You think we'll see yeah. Finn. And oh yeah, we had to. And then yep, and yep. I, and my the thing is though, I don't think this is the last uh, cameo like character we're going to get before this one's closed out. I before the, by the end, it. I mean, oh yeah. One can hope for Thrawn, but I don't think we're going to get that far we'll have to unless we bring ahsoka back into the into the Mm. mix which is i guess entirely possible but it wouldn't make sense for thrawn to be back in tatooine when that's kind of where i mean they weren't on tat i don't i don't think he left from tatooine when the the giant force whale zaps them out into another fucking galaxy uh swear to god folks i swear (laughs) to god that's what happens it sounds cheesy and crazy but it was really cool tennis Dennis is making up fan fiction. The flying people. space don't, whale don't that, that thinks with the force mm-hmm. uh, is, is real. <laughs> it flies in space. <laughs> yeah, okay. Store of Wookiees. <laughs> Speaking of, oh, and then that's that. there's a guy I would love oh, to man. get back. You know, you know, uh, oh, shit, hell yeah. he had that badass name. Christanit. Dark Christanin, or it sounds like a flower, yeah, you know, but something. like a flower that'll slit your throat. <laughs> seeing him, seeing him join up, do the right thing with, with fucking Boba Fett. Yeah, oh, man, oh, oh. I can't wait for that. That's no, that'll you know be what's sick. gonna happen. I, I I'm pumped. The, these uh, mm. this, this final battle is gonna be a good one. That's for sure. And and did you see uh, this week? I think there's there's picture of uh, Anthony Daniels doing some mocap oh. for a little C three PO. I've been so getting like, more, I, I was up? hearing um, and uh, Anthony Daniels was back on set. Now that's a good question, though. Is it going to be this series? Is it? It will it be Kenobi, mm. which kind of wouldn't make. S- I mean, probably no, Kenobi. no, it wouldn't because uh, oh, by yeah, this, right. depending on the time period, 
Yeah, yeah they're on their own. R two and three PO actually should be very distant from Kenobi at this point. Um, yeah, that's true. Ah, maybe Mandalorian somewhere. I don't know, but I'm yeah. excited to oh, see yeah. where he pops. You know, it's up. gonna be a good spot. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a worthy cameo appearance. Um, I'm shit. He could just be rolling with Luke mm. at this point. That's true. hundred percent true. Yeah. With, with him and or, Grogu. Or a, um, nice. a weirdly CG Han Solo and a very young Ben Solo. I don't know. I don't <laughs> Maybe. That'd be that's another, that's another interesting thing. Whenever that scene like finally that. plays out, um, we're not going to know who the, oh. like the only, the only warning we're going to get is, uh, Harrison Ford back on set. The, whoever's playing Ben Solo, I can't think of an actor. Yeah. Like, is there a five-year-old, a six-year-old that we that is Adam Driver-like? Well, you know, huh. not that I'm aware of right now. I mean, but that's what I mean, though. Is there someone. isn't like some they famous actor someone yet somewhere? Now. Oh, such and such was just seen talking to you know, like that rumor yeah. won't won't then because <laughs> I feel like that would be our only warning, our only giveaway that it's a that it's mm, coming soon. True, but I, I don't know. Oscar Isaac's ripping it up with Moon Knight, so. It's gonna. Yeah. Uh, I was I was hoping to get him somewhere, and whether we we're gonna jump ahead back into the later timeline, or if we get to see him younger. Um, well, I mean, I mean, I mean, Kathleen Kennedy, I think, did announce that we are gonna see those characters again, even though when fucking the last one came out, they're like, "We're fucking done," but it's like, come, you're never done. Fucking Weird Al called it years ago, saying they're gonna make these yeah. movies to the end of time. Oh my god, yes, and that's god, I think. Will. With things like uh, uh, Boba Fett, Mandalorian, they're 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 exploring that you don't have to live in the Skywalker fucking world all the time. People like us, we can have mm-hmm. a great time seeing what the rest of the universe is doing. Star Wars is now just a setting, you know. It sure, should, it should be. Yeah, I mean one of the one of the finer Star Wars <laughs> movies, Rogue One. I mean, no, no. I mean, yeah, but they are the centerpiece. Yeah, they are not the centerpieces of, of uh, the story. Yeah. Just like, and I would argue the same thing for Mandalorian. Although you get Luke once, and you do have reference to mm-hmm. those events, the centerpiece is Din Djarin. That's who. That's who mattered, and Grogu, of course. Oh yeah. But um, yeah. Let's mm-hmm. I uh, Rogue Squadron series. Fuck yeah! I I want to let's light up some of these other minor characters yeah. that used to have all these rich backgrounds that. Let's bring it all back into the fold. Um, I want to see why Poe why not? Dameron is supposed to be the badass he is. He's just kind of like already there, you know? I want to see... Uh, hmm. I th- I'd like to see a little more Finn as as a stormtrooper cleaning up fucking places of uh, the Death Star <laughs> and stuff. I know that's not necessary. But I mean, I love that, that, that whole turn of like... A fucking stormtrooper becoming like best friends with the Jedi and stuff. But it's exactly. Like, yeah, right. it's like, I feel like he couldn't have been a stormtrooper that long. He only just that had to have been one of his first drops because he no, couldn't fucking no. even hack, even keeping the helmet on. You know, like, which I mean, I gotta say, I mean, a lot of people talk shit about the, the, the these three last movies, but that was one of the best fucking openings. I feel like seeing him like oh yeah, flung into action and like just all the stories. Oh, yeah. No, don't, don't get me wrong. I just think it tells that scene to me tells the story of a person who is not had the experience. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He knew, and then he still he yeah. he remembers some of it because he's able to hold his own for long enough and not get hacked up by the uh, executioner mm-hmm. dude, <laughs> which <laughs> that was. Introduced an awesome weapon oh, to the Star Wars universe. That thing just looked cool. 
Hmm. Well, oh, I mean, course. Ooh, I, we I'm always on and on and yeah. on. Like, uh, <laughs> I feel like this, 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 this. I think uh, it was a great episode. We, we haven't talked this enjoyably about an episode of Book of Boba Fett yet. Like, I'm always like shitting on things, and you're like, no, but it's, it's not like now. it's not an even a super excited. But no, it's good. It's like no, it's good. Exactly like you said it. It's exactly it. <laughs> I think think these next two episodes are gonna be oh yeah no i'm sure it's gonna be uber uber fandom cheese here at the end with a solid layer of holy shit that was badass like and i know you're busy man but i'm telling you you gotta gotta check out peacemaker i want to talk about that i apologize folks i know we gotta keep we should keep the all avenues alive of uh our our interest not i'm not a marvel only i don't i don't mind dabbling into the dc as you've as you've heard me review in the past. Well, I mean, like I said, I, I wasn't I wasn't sure what to expect, but literally, <laughs> I, I love this nice. the fucking Peacemaker. If I choose one of these two shows, it's Peacemaker. Like, Nick and my brother asked me the other day, he's like, how's Peacemaker? Is it fucking lame? I didn't like the character. I'm like, no, you'll fucking love it. Oh, fucking nice. plowed through all four like, episodes. How could you not and, like, love that character in Suicide Squad? Oh, my God. He was one of yeah. my favorites. And they, they add so they add so much more backstory and history to the character and like, Oh, oh man. So much. even the, even those side characters nice. working with Amanda Waller in this, like, Oh man, I, I don't, I, I just really want to talk oh, yeah, about it man. with you, man. I, I hope once the show dies down before we get moon Knight in March, I yes. feel like there's a month off somewhere we might yeah, be able dude. to talk about. Yeah. Well, folks, are, are there, are there yeah. a few more shows? We should probably should get into the mix. Um, or are there some more movies that we've left squeak by in the last uh, few weeks that you're like, well, fuck, guys, you get you missed these obvious ones. Uh, hit us up on on our socials and all of that good stuff. You know, the Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Movie Toast News and Reviews is what we are on Facebook and YouTube specifically. But is movie underscore toast on pretty much all the rest. Um, you know, take part in the polls. Adam has mm. some. A, a lot of fun and he puts some great stuff up there obviously we we need your feedback though in order to see what you're see what you're thinking it's mediocre. and then uh they, and then we get it right back in the show so please uh, participate let us know leave us a review yeah. an apple podcast if you're feeling up for it um if uh you've left one in the past feel like updating it head, head on back over we'd really appreciate to hear what you got to say yeah, man. Yeah, we we want you to tell us how we're doing, and we want you to listen to us even more. But man, we gotta we want to watch your shit, man. We we think we're filmmakers in our own right, but we know we got filmmakers out there, very talented filmmakers listening to the show. We know because we had a film festival last year. Uh, yeah, we, we saw did. some phenomenal fucking short films. And guess what? We we got a season two coming, man. We got fucking movie toast of the festival part two coming up in december so we want you to head over to filmfreeway.com and for search for movie toast of the festival or filmfreeway.com backslash movie toast of the festival and submit if you're if you're a filmmaker or you know filmmakers or you're associated with the short film we want to see it man and yeah. it's a cheap fucking entry fee it's nothing pennies on the dollars uh we really want to see your work please send us your work man we we love seeing other people's stuff so yeah filmfreeway.com backslash movie toast the festival uh, yes. she does your stuff oh my god we had so much please. fun last year We'd folks I, I would love to see what you guys got 
uh, got for us this year. Um, not just the filmmakers that turned up last year, which honestly turned in some fantastic work. Uh, anyone else that just missed it last time or oh, yeah. were on the fence about uh, f- uh, firing your film, Taurus, please do so. We cannot wait to share it with the world and take a look at what you got. There's there's more than just the big films out there. There's a lot of up-and-coming filmmakers that just need their shot, and I hope this helps you get yours. Uh, yeah. Hell yeah. But if you don't want to do any of that shit, Dennis, you know what, what could they do for um, us? I think I'm just going to have to ask you to just go ahead and stay toasty. Well, I got a movie nothing like uh, Chuck Norris's uh, movie <laughs> here. Uh, I got a movie called Emily in Paris. Uh, this is another um, Sundance movie. I think it's going to be coming out in the next few months, probably. But this uh, stars Art. Or, or. <laughs> I don't know why I couldn't say that. <laughs> All right, let's cut that, please. Uh, I'm going to go clean on this. <laughs> <laughs> I just hear it. Lucille. <laughs> uh, I need it. Oh, man. Sorry. Yeah, man. And also, we want to see what you got, man. You hear us talk every fucking week, but we want to see your work, man. If you're a filmmaker, like, we think we're, we're filmmakers. Hey, I don't know if it's your mic. That yeah. that was sounded horrifying. It was it was cutting out a whole oh, lot. Boy. Okay, so, I, I I'm sorry. Shit. I only stopped you because I was worried. Oh, boy. Okay. No, 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 no. I appreciate that. I just don't know why that you're happened. Good. No, you're good uh, now. Am I, sound, am I still fucked weird. up? Okay. All right, I'm gonna, all right, let's do take three. I'm going to wait for the racers to go by. Dom, Dom right. Toretto. <laughs> Sorry. Family. I, I should have let... <laughs> I should have let you, you, you were killing it. And I came in, I'm on three takes for one fucking segment, one, one quick thing. 